Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we're spooky light and kicking off November with the 2001 Pixar classic Monsters, Inc. To help us out is our resident movie guy, list lover, Scott enthusiast, and all-around awesome guy, Nick. Welcome! Hey! <laughs> we, we threw all the superlatives at you. <laughs> They're all true. All, all those things you said were true, so <laughs> thank you. Monsters, Inc. is a story about two monster besties, Mike Wazowski and James P. Sully Sullivan, whose lives are turned upside down when they meet a human child named Boo. The introduction of their new friend makes the duo question their internal moral compasses and the ethics behind the company they so thoroughly enjoy working for. What happens when two monsters realize things may not be what they think? Excellent synopsis. Did you write that on your own? I did. Yay! (laughs) I'm proud of you. (laughs) The movie stars John Goodman, well, voice, the voice stars, John Goodman, Billy Crystal, Steve Buscemi, James Coburn, Jennifer Tilly, and Mary Gibbs, written by Andrew Stanton and Daniel Gerson, and directed by Pete Docter. You can find the movie on Disney Plus if you want to watch, pause this and go watch it, or (laughs) if you want to rewatch after we do this wonderful episode. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would plan repeat. Five day rental. Would watch again. Two day rental. Eh. Okay. Nothing to write home about. And same day rental. Trash heap. (laughs) I love that I can keep on giving some new life to trash. (laughs) All right, Nick, we're going to start with you. What is your rating for Monsters, Inc.? Yeah. Y2K rating. Yes. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. So like 17 year old me, when this movie came out, I had just started working at, uh, at Hollywood video and I weird as a young adult bought monsters Inc. Um, so definitely would buy it, would buy it again because I definitely bought it even as a 18 year old (laughs) kid. Um, I was into it. So yeah, would buy, would buy it again. Definitely what Y2K me did. (laughs) Jackie, I did not own it. I want to say I probably watched it once or twice. I'm going to go two-day rental. All right. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I never saw this movie in my life. (laughs) Never seen it. Never seen it. Now, so like, I would be, I would be worried, but like, so like, there's like, there's like a zone. There's like a zone where, where I wouldn't expect people to watch kids movies. Right. Like, I don't know, maybe from like age 18 to 25 or whatever, like you're just, you're just not into that. But I know that you, you were watching like other kids movies of the time. I was sitting watching Disney channel all day, kid. What were you doing? Not watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
not watching this. Do you feel duped yet, Nick? <laughs> I, I, this is not, this is not what I signed up for. This is unbelievable. Y'all are a mess. <laughs> so my sister and I sat down to watch this movie and I said, Serena, I don't think I've seen it. She didn't even, she didn't, she didn't even get upset at this point. <laughs> she already knows. She's like, no worries. She pulled up the Disney plus account. And we said, she's like, you'll like it. Said, All right. <laughs> and that's how it went. <laughs> at least it wasn't a memory issue this time. I legit just never saw it. I don't know Fair. what it was. There was nothing about this movie at the time that made me say, oh yeah, like, this is what I need to see. Like the plot, the, the eyeball wasn't attracted me. <laughs> anyway, the fur, you know, the Mike's one eye was off putting. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> this don't seem Toy Story. You got me. It, it it pulled to my young at heart. Like, oh, I because I was obsessed with playing with Barbies and dolls. Like that was my thing. I was not a let me play with some monster one-eyed things like so this wasn't it this wasn't it and then you want to go to my childhood trauma talk about you scared children for life nah (laughs) (laughs) i'm not signing up for this so this is pixar's fourth feature its budget was 115 million (laughs) dollars small bag um and it made over 500 and 77 million dollars worldwide that's insane pixar can do no wrong (laughs) literally so it begins (laughs) we see a child sleeping in his bed and we see a monster creeping in from the closet the kid screams the monster screams he falls on jacks there's jacks embedded in his butt Jackie, are we doing an audible of the damn book to movie? Like, what are you doing? Simulation is terminated. I did beat poetry to Monsters Inc. What did you? I I I think that's. I'm not snapping for that. I'm not. Uh, Thoughts, comments, not on my performance about the seat. Nick. So okay. But we're not we're not talking about Monsters University. Like this is about Monsters Inc. Correct. And there yes, but there and there's weird tricky things about like writing a prequel because like you know you know how the prequel's gonna end, right? Which is actually one of the really cool things about Monsters University is like we know how it's gonna end and they like tease you the ending, like like it does never end. So anyways, the point is <laughs> what happened to the program at Monsters University? that these are the recruits that they have. Like they have this, like, they have this amazing program where they're training these, tra- like these scarers. But then somehow like 10 years after Mike and Soli leave this university, this is, this is the crop of like, these people graduated I, from Monster University. Like what has happened I can to Monster University? exactly what happened. <laughs> when Monsters Inc. started their recruiting program, a direct funnel from the the university they had so many offerings they had um monster sleep programs they had um snacks 
They had a cafeteria. They had buses so you didn't have to walk or drive. So this was Google for monsters? Yes, they had perks and perks and perks. And then the corporation started to get greedy, right? Budget cutbacks, right? But yet the head CEO got a huge bonus. They were still making, you know, all the budgets were being being met and projections were beyond, but they cut, they cut everything. They cut all the wonderful things. And, you know, then they couldn't get the top. They weren't recruiting the top from Monsters mm-hmm. um, university, university anymore. And so you started God, getting yeah. C, B classes, you know? And uh, this is where we're at 10 years later. It's not uh, looking good. It's not looking not good it. for Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> the future is not bright at Monsters Inc. And um, they're not giving real benefits anymore. They're not giving good pay. They're giving these like stupid stipends for wellness checks that you should just be getting <laughs> anyway. You know. That's it. That's it. It's the it's that one percent, the bourgeoisie in the monsters world. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and they started doing research about are we getting the most out of these scares? And then they found out that there was another alternative energy source, and then there was a problem that wasn't going to give them the money that they needed. So you know they had to keep that hush hush. Damn, damn this this podcast what that went. We took a left turn real quick. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we're not even three minutes into the movie. <laughs> We've done Suddenly we're all, dive. we're deep diving about the anti-capitalism yes. and the end of big business and <laughs> Amazon work ethics. And <laughs> My bad. I should not have brought it up. I'm just trying to give you the answers to the questions you have. <laughs> it's good. That's good. I appreciate it. Better than like all the it. answers you've been giving us before with all your <laughs> rankings. If you Cars want so-called rankings. So yes, we see a monster in a simulation. My mind immediately goes to Kobayashi Maru. Oh, Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. Never or it's like we're going to get that one. <laughs> Thanks for the assist. <laughs> I don't know uh, where it's like the simulation that has like you can never win it. Yeah, it's designed to fail. Correct. Um, and so the monster is obviously learning. And um, number one, you shouldn't scream when a kid screams. That's probably pretty basic. You yeah. learn in Scare 101 at Monsters University. And then um he left the door open, which uh, could let kid... in a draft <laughs> <laughs> and a tiny human potentially, which comes to play later. And then they also say there's nothing more toxic or deadly than a child. So Agreed. they they are gaslighting these monsters into thinking that the kids are really the scary ones. But are they wrong? Is that gaslighting? So I think they they truly believe that. Yes. I think everybody truly believes that. Like if you touch a kid, you'll die. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like they somebody finally made a movie to start telling us some fucking truths in this life. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, and then the whole policy of 
or the whole reason why they need to scare children is because their screams are a power source for the monster world. So they captured their screams in these canisters, which are then like converted into energy, I guess. Yes. So the <laughs> Monsters Inc. is a, a full on factory, pretty much, mm-hmm. where they're all the monsters are kind of split into two different categories. You have the monsters who are A-level scares, and then you have, you know, the helpers, B-levels. They 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 didn't make the grades at Monsters U and <laughs> they know their place. They're paper pushers. They get they, you know, everyone has a job. It's not that they're yeah. any less because they're get, they <laughs> yeah. without them, their partners can get into some trouble, which we'll see in a right. few minutes. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a company, a factory, and the, it's almost like they're the power company of right. the entire city or whatever. Um, what's Kelsey Grammer's name? Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Isn't, Fred. isn't he the voice of the big, the head honcho? Who's the voice no. of the head honcho no, guy? It's um Danielle just listened to cast. Don't you, weren't you listening? <laughs> James there, Coburn. It's... James Coburn. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was Kelsey Grammer. Who no. knew? Um Waternoose is the character. Waternoose, thank you. <laughs> so Mr. Waternoose comes in and he's shaking his head and he's like, We need more. James P. Sullivan's type thing because Sully is the number one scare in the company and his right-hand man is Mike Wazowski, who is also his best friend. So then we see a commercial featuring said Sully and Mike gets real excited, even though the logo is over his entire head. He's like, I'm on TV. I love I love a humble short king. I just have to say that a hundred percent. I love their dynamic, their friendship dynamic and how they always support each other. You know, there's no jealousy, which I think in any friendship, you if you have any little smidge of jealousy, you're never going to make it. And these right. two, they're true blue with each other. Yeah. They're a yeah. team and they, <laughs> they work and they live together and they're the best and they balance each other out. I love it. Yes. And so we see, um, Mike and Sully are walking to work, even though Mike wants to take his car and it's this, I think is one of my favorite scenes where you just see the monster world. Yeah. You see that there's all different shapes sizes of monsters the monster leg that he's like hey i don't remember the monster's name how's it going apparently he was supposed to it was supposed to be ted sorry his name's ted ted's walking to work like big dude he takes three steps and he's there yes exactly (laughs) and apparently ted was supposed to sound like godzilla in response yeah and they couldn't get rights and so then he just (laughs) locked like a chicken yeah but um (laughs) there's also a tie to i think toy story because of that yes when like because pixar always does like bloopers or end real credit stuff and so at the end they show it's rex from toy story trying out as like the monster leg (laughs) ted nice (laughs) 
I love Rex. Um, so yes, they're walking to work. You see like the crosswalk. Um, it's a stock, don't stock. So they put in little things here and there that just make it a very immersive environment where you like, you believe I I'm in the monster world. Now, here we go. What happens next? Oh, and then they walk into monsters Inc and the receptionist Celia is Mike's girlfriend, his lady love. She has Medusa hair, her hair is snakes. Um, and it is their anniversary. So they talk about going out after they get off of work. And his buddy is so sweet because he got them reservations to a very fancy restaurant that there's no way he would have gotten on his own. But I have a question about that. When they show up at the restaurant later, like their coworkers are just hanging out there. So how exclusive is this restaurant? Well, go ahead, Nick. What were you going to say? <laughs> well, I was going to say like, this is, there, there's a, an interesting dynamic in Sully and Mike. And that like, yes, they're like, they're a team, but there's always this kind of tension where, although Sully, I don't think Sully sees Mike as like second fiddle, he kind of is, right? Yeah. And like, and so Sully always feels like he, like we'll see later, like he can go and do things on his own without Mike and Mike, can't do those same things um and like Sully is kind of a celebrity because he's the scarer and like everybody knows like how good of a scare he is that's how he's able to get this reservation because he's got the clout but Mike doesn't but it is kind of interesting of like um what how much clout does it take to to, do you need to get this reservation (laughs) well (laughs) that's what I'm saying I think but apparently Sully has whatever it takes and Mike doesn't which is which is the the categories that like Jackie said to your question Jackie I think the reason that you see the co-workers there is because those are the most likely the top tier co-workers. And if they aren't, it's a, a similar situation with Sully getting them, you know, their Sully getting them in Fair. to this restaurant. The only other notable thing about this scene is you get the pet names Schmoopsie Poo and Googly Bear, which I really love. <laughs> <laughs> and Celia Wheelia? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put that on my, my dating apps. Now I'm looking for my googly woogly. Thank you. <laughs> my, Next googly, time. my googly bear. Just a, Next- just a schmoopsy poo looking for a googly bear. <laughs> <laughs> Next it. time we go to the parks that I, when I drag Ken next, like we are wearing shirts that just say <laughs> schmoopsy poo and googly bear. Poor Ken. Um, uh. I mean, He's along for the ride. He's a patient man. He's a good man. sport. <laughs> he knew what he was getting. <laughs> so, <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. Was it, it wasn't their anniversary of Celia's birthday. Her birthday. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I stand and corrected. And she's the receptionist. And so you're mm-hmm. now we're in Monsters, Inc. And Correct. we're getting a good feel of like how things run and all the backgrounds going on. And the next scene, we are in the locker room. Not, I mean, I guess you could get sweaty scaring. <laughs> I'm not sure the real need for a full locker room. This isn't, I know what you did last summer. Well, we, we um, don't know their, their like whole anatomy, you it's know. It's true. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so we meet Randall. Randall is. Uh, Randall a, is that little bitch that is always competing with you and you don't even give a fuck about him 
but he's always <laughs> in your shit and he always wants to do better than you and he's always starting stuff that he can't finish that's randall yeah. That's I was man. just going to say Randall was like a chameleon and could change his <laughs> and go invisible. Well, we'll go with that little bitch. I mean, that's, you know. yeah. He's a color changing little bitch. <laughs> I felt like when I tell you, when I tell you that people don't talk about this movie enough as an office workplace situation like we should be talking about this movie with office space we should be talking this movie about the same amount we're talking about the office because there are so many things in this movie from an adult standpoint that this movie hits on like little randall bitches (laughs) so is randall the dwight of monsters inc who is randall randall Maybe like the Toby, but if Toby was like actually a villain. Yes. Like if like if he was really trying to bring down the office. I I just feel like he's a Karen. You know, <laughs> there are so many and I, I even hate to say Karen necessarily because it's there it's not a racial situation, but there are especially when you work in an office, there are always people that their job may be the smallest, stupidest fucking thing ever but they take it upon themselves to try to find power where there should be no power like stacy you hoarding the goddamn post-its and thinking that you can give it out to whoever you want doesn't make any sense you know like why you you don't this is not your money for the post-its you know what i mean but there's always somebody like that and randall is definitely bringing his home life to work so at home he doesn't have power or control over things. And so he is trying to find that at work. Yeah. What's wild is, so Danielle, I'm sure since you only watched Monsters, Inc. very recently, you haven't watched Monsters University. Never heard of it. Oh, figured. (laughs) But but the backstory they give Randall in Monsters University is actually really cool. And he's been, so to kind of just add to your analysis here, he's been holding this grudge for years, Mm -hmm. like years. He's been holding this grudge against Sully and he wants, he's out for Sully for how do they end up in the, like working in the same place? Like, I don't know, like how they haven't like, or actually here's another, like, like adult parallel is like, Randall's probably just making this a toxic work environment. And I'm sure Mike and Sully have gone to HR and been like, this guy is just, he's just awful. And HR is like, well, he's not doing anything legal. There's nothing we can do about it. And they just got to put up with him. Um, And they've been, he's been doing it for years. Uh, And they're just like, they just got to put up with it. And it's like, well, the part of Danielle is going to be played by Jackie today. Isn't this making Randall a way more productive employee that he holds this imaginary grudge? Not at the expense of other employees. I think he is making it to luckily Mike and Sully ignore a lot of his passive aggressive and aggressive aggressive behavior, but his partner, it's hurting, it's affecting his partner. And I'm sure he's not the, uh, he's not just being awful to Mike and Scully. I think it's a full he's making other people's lives a living fucking hell so yes he is producing well but at the detriment of others who probably aren't producing as well because they're in fear or having anxiety of having to work with this toxic individual 
Yeah, because Sully's Sully's always been good enough to like he just like I could ignore this guy and I'm just gonna blow him away and right. he doesn't he doesn't matter to me. But he's Randall's better than a lot of people and so he gets in their way probably quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, and also, should we like keep a counter on how many times we're gonna call him Scully? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All day. <laughs> um. So. Uh, the whole the whole purpose of the locker room scene is to not only meet Randall, but to establish that Sully and Randall are like neck and neck to break the scaring record. I don't know how the scaring record is scored. Yeah. I don't know if the counter resets at a certain point. I don't understand. It doesn't it make seemed, any it, sense. It, it doesn't. Feel, it made me feel as if it was a daily count that was happening. But it's cumulative because they, they start at the yeah. top of the board before they even come to work. So it's oh, like, I don't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know. And other names on the board are um, employees of Pixar that worked on the movie. That's um, Pixar is all about that. And that's really they are. Uh And then the next scene, we meet this boss bitch right here, Roz. <laughs> <laughs> Roz gives zero fucks and just wants mike to turn his paperwork in at the end of the day that's all she really wants honestly in my in the infancy of my work life that i've met a lot of roses and i would always give them a side eye or think they were annoying but i now feel like my evolution is turning into a Roz like character only because you know what Roz Roz bitches they come into work they know what needs to get done they're not here to make friends give me your fucking work and the paperwork so I can go home get blitzed and do my thing outside oh, is, of this is Roz um <laughs> relaxing by getting high at night oh 100% <laughs> Watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, getting <laughs> all the answers right. About <laughs> no, 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 no. Roz, Roz is like a Dateline murder mystery, like oh, that's she, true. unsolved mysteries. Like she's in, she's in that zone. Like she's and on Friday yeah. she's in a bowling league. Doesn't make sense, but she is. I love it. I believe it. I believe it. And she has a shirt that Nailed says it. Roz <laughs> Ball Buster. That's what it says. <laughs> Roz the ball buster slug. Oh my gosh. 100%. And this is where we get the iconic line I'm always watching. <laughs> I love that. Now we're on the scare floor. And essentially, these machines bring in the doors and set the doors down. And then the red light comes on, which means that they're active and you can go through them. And then the little partners set up the tanks that capture the scream energy and the, the scares go in and scare and then come back out. And then the door gets hoisted away. And it seems like that once you start scaring a child, they're always your child to scare you get that yeah. taste later. Yeah. With Boo, like Boo always gets scared by Randall. Yes. Yeah. I, I wonder, I just want to know how like this system works. <laughs> First of all, I want a sequel to the sequel of like where the doors came from. Is there magic behind it? 
you know, is it science? Like, this is super <laughs> weird, you know, and, you, you know. You get a little peek of that in Monsters University. Like, in Monsters University, they talk about, like, there's a class on making doors, and there's a class on making, like, there is a science behind it, but okay. that, that's as far as you get. That You just get, like, hey, you can study these things, and you can learn these things, and you can do these things, but you don't really know how. The cool thing about all the Pixar movies is all of the theories and all the Easter eggs that people dig through and the fact that it's been thought that all of the Pixar movies are connected in some way. And even some of the Disney movies, the Disney animated movies are all connected in one way. Mm -hmm. One theory is that Boo is the witch from Brave. And that she figures out how to travel in time to find Sully and goes back to what she believes is the source, which is the will of the wisp. And that's where everything is started. And as a witch, she cultivates this magic as an attempt to find Sully by creating the doors going backwards and forwards in time. That doesn't make a damn bit of sense. The theory is that Boo discovered a way to use the doors to travel through time on her own, possibly by like developing magic on her, on her own or figuring out magic. She probably went back in time to the dark ages to get like more magic from the Will-O-Wisps that you see in Brave. Okay. Um, and, and then got like stuck there. Yeah. That's a, str- I'm not, mm. there okay. is, there okay. is a, <laughs> piece of wood in brave that has the outline of sully in it so there's like yeah Easter eggs. Her little hut yeah it's not just another bear because she's carving bears all day no it's no. one of them is sully yes it's sully oh interesting yeah okay and you okay. even see the pizza planet carved in the wooden to- one of the wooden toys in her shop which makes no sense because it's so far in time, right? Unless she's seen one before. Uh, well, there is actually, I mean, spoiler alert, but the Pizza Planet truck is in Monsters, Inc. I don't know if y'all caught that. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, the so Boo exists in a time where Pizza Planet also exists. So Boo yes. might actually be, have gone to Pizza Planet herself. Exactly. Um, also um, in Brave, Merida, there's scenes where she's opening doors and the witch is constantly disappearing. It's because those doors are made of the same way from Monsters, Inc. that transport people across time. And that is why Merida couldn't find the witch later in the movie. This is a fascinating theory. There's a whole, like, there is a... Yeah, dig into it. Dive, yeah. I think I think I should not be doing this podcast in the same seat that I do my teaching because, like, I'm (laughs) I'm having a hard time. Like, I'm, like, listening to this theory as, like, a professor, and I'm, like... Hmm, and I'm like, <laughs> I need to stop. I need to, I need to knock it off. Um, but if you're interested, if you think it's yeah, cool, definitely check it out because they, I mean, <laughs> these people got time on Reddit. Apparently, <laughs> good lord. So, yes, now yeah. they're just working. Some of the other monsters need a little bit of assistance to be scary. Like, one puts in scary dentures. I love that. Let me get my teeth in. <laughs> One has no eyeballs and so just shoves a bunch of eyeballs in his head. Like Mr. Which, what Potato is, Head. What is scarier? Like 20 eyes or no eyes? I might be more scared by no eyes. Like what is Yeah. All of it made me itch. 
<laughs> taking them out and putting them in. I was not like, liking that. Because if the eyes are not functional, then how does he even know where he's going? Is he like a bad? Unless they, unless they are functional and he's just like, he could, like, like Mr. Potato Head, like you just kind of carry them around, like whatever they happen to be looking at is what he's looking at. And just let me put them on my face so that it could all face the same way. That's weird. It's all weird. It's all weird. <laughs> Which, okay, can we just get, if we're going to, let's go back to theories really quick and just get yes. really weird. Okay. So the monster world and the human world exist parallel to each other, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Pocket universe. Yeah. And the monster world needs the human world to like generate electricity. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did the monsters first find the humans without the use of electricity? Well, we like, didn't how have, did they... as humans, we didn't have electricity. Right. But it's just like, but I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. It's just like, there's so many, there's so, anyways, like, yeah. Like, maybe the worlds when the... weren't, maybe the worlds weren't separate before. Maybe they were together and there was a war between the monsters and the humans and they got separated on purpose and they had a, a like a, a treaty um, that they would stay separate but they would be able to still use the power of the magic of the humans to power their world, but stay separate. Um, And so that was a part of the treaty. And so that's why they came up with the lies that the children were like deadly. And maybe the treaty even came about was because they weren't using the humans as power. They were eating them directly. And so the treaty was like, stop eating us. You can drain the power in a different way. And this way you keep, we're keeping each other safe, but we're keeping each other separate. And so that's why the lie about the kids being very harmful and that you would die if you touched them was to prevent all the monsters from eating the children. Bam. Wow. That's impressive, Danielle. My theory that up on the is, fly. My goodness. Yeah, she's real good at stories. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Um, Bigfoot found a portal and he was able to go back and forth. So he figured shit out. And that's why we see Bigfoot in the forest, but we can't ever find him because he disappears back in his portal. Back to the monster world. Back to the monster world. Definitely. I think that's where all the monsters come from, pocket universes. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, A kid almost touched the blue guy. And then they said, was the kid, the kid was not scared and almost touched the blue guy. And so the blue guy came out. She was only six. And then they're like, that's a dead door because the kid's no longer scared. And then they put it in the wood chipper. Yeah, Why are the, they shredding doors? Why are we shredding doors? Like they, what, what? they don't, they don't, there's no, there's nothing they can do to turn this kid around. They know they're out of resources at this point. And this is also listeners. This is a problem that's happening in the monster <laughs> world is that the kids are getting desensitized through media, TV, video games and they're not as scared as much and so this is causing a real hurdle for the monsters to get the scares and the electricity they need they are in um 
a global crisis. Yes. <laughs> their, but, their resources are diminishing. Yes. We saw that on the newspapers in the opening scene that this is a problem. They got a problem. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, like, what if somebody else moves into that house? But they've shredded the door, but now they like, you know, now they can't get back into that house. Like people move all the time. They the, the, know the monsters aren't going to go in that room anymore if they shredded the door. Or conversely, <laughs> you've shredded all these doors and now you figured out laugh is more powerful than screams. And now you've shredded all these doors that could have potentially you, you could have used. Yeah. Why are we shredding doors, y'all? Mm. Come on. That's wasteful. It's wasteful. <laughs> Uh, the only other thing that happens in the scene is Randall takes the lead for a brief second and then Sully jumps ahead of him again. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I want to say that I legitimately laughed out loud watching this movie. That's good because it's funny because it's good. What was it on your (laughs) ranking again? (laughs) You can't, you can't blame me for putting it at number four. You can't. No, it's fair. It's fair. Pixar movies are excellent. So they are. And then we see the orange guy. Don't know his name either. Nick. Oh, um, um, George, George Sanderson. (laughs) The orange guy, George Sanderson, comes out, and because he's so fuzzy, my assumption is just static electricity and he gets a sock attached to him. And so there is a 2319. 2319. And the poor guy gets shaved. He's in a cone now. They even like put tape on his back where the sock was and like rip his skin (laughs) off too. And then they put the sock on the ground and like drill this bowl around it and like implode the sock i looked away for a second during (laughs) that scene and all i saw was ash and so i said to serena oh my god did they burn him (laughs) like that's a lot for a pixar movie (laughs) and she said yeah at first but i don't think she heard me when i said burn him and I was like, I cannot believe, are you serious? And she was like, yeah, they burned the sock. Did y'all like, let it go. And I was like, oh, the sock. Okay. Okay. But I thought he was donezo. And then he looked totally different when he got back on screen. So I was confused because he's white and pale. I was like, oh, they, they killing dudes out here. Burning oh. them. And it yeah, is well, they, spec- they take that treaty, they take that treaty very seriously. Very and seriously. You cannot break that contract. <laughs> and the, it is speculated that the uh, code 2319 stands for the 23rd letter of the alphabet, which is W, and the 19th letter of the alphabet, which is S for white sock. Oh, fun fact. Wow. Wow. People do deep dives, man. Way too much time on their hands. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now. So really quick though, the yes. CDA. This is, this is another thing that, that just blows my mind about the monster universe. Everything has to be custom made. Yes. Like, because every monster is such like a different size and shape, like yeah. nothing, nothing can be mass produced. Like I remember thinking that like with, with Sully and Mike's chairs, like when they're sitting in their rooms, like 
that is very much a Sully chair and a mic chair. Like no one else could sit in those chairs. And like the hazmat suits that the CDA wear, like they've got different numbers of limbs, different numbers of heads. They're different. Like everybody has, has their own custom. Like nothing can be mass produced in this world. Like that is, that is marvelous. That's that is- why they have to have some sort of magic or technology or something. Cause there's that's no why way. they need all that energy. Yeah. They always just be making shit. Doing a lot of work over there. <laughs> I think everyone goes to lunch. Is it lunch or end of day? Doesn't matter. They have I to shut like... down the floor. That's right. 2319, they gotta shut it down. Thank you. And um, my, not Mike. Sully. Who's Mike and who's Sully? Sully's <laughs> the blue guy. And Mike, Mike has one eye. Okay, Sully. so Mike wants Mike. to go get ready for his date, and he's ready to go. And here mm-hmm. comes your girl. Your girl Roz is like, bitch, you better turn in your papers before you leave. And his girlfriend is like, we're going to be late for our reservation. So he's kind of in a, in a bind and his boy steps up. Sully says, okay, well, you know what I can do? I can do the paperwork. I can do this for you. I can turn it in. And Mike is like telling him all the directions or whatever. It's almost like he got a mom night and the dad is left home to handle everything and he's like, oh, I got this. As soon as, as soon as Sully, uh, as soon as Mike leaves, Sully is screwed. He don't know what the hell to do. Leave the puce. <laughs> <laughs> I love, the line that I love is when Sully finally looks at the paper, he's like, oh, that's puce. <laughs> he like, doesn't even know what the color, like, what color is puce? Could you pick puce out of a lineup of colors? Like, I. No. <laughs> I always thought puce was. So relatable yellow correct <laughs> I, no? don't even, I don't even think i've ever heard I'm gonna, of you i'm gonna before. i'm gonna google it later yes so sully is supposed to be doing paperwork and then he notices there's this there's still a door in the machine and the red lights on so he goes to investigate which is where the problem began me my my business it, i don't get paid for management status <laughs> i don't so door out not my problem not my problem and he just does he go into the room or he just opens the door and peeks around and then closes the door he peeks in to kind of see because like the light is on he's like he doesn't want to eject the door if somebody is in there scaring got it yes so he likes like somebody in here is this gonna and then he leaves (laughs) and then he closes the door and he's like hmm that feels funny and turns around and there is a tiny human playing with his tail and he flips the fuck out because really children are toxic kitty (laughs) it is really sweet that she calls him kitty it's really cute so let's talk about so obviously we're meeting boo for the first time Mm -hmm. but let's talk about the voice of boo which is a really interesting backstory one of um one of the story guys, it's actually the voice of his daughter. Um, she was very young at the time. She was two and two and a half, I think. Her name is Mary. And they brought her in initially just to record her voice because originally they wanted the Boo character to be about six years old. Um, and then they realized it was not coming out right. They were all trying to do the voice for it. It just didn't feel authentic. Um, and they wanted the child to be a little bit younger, more of a toddler situation to kind of 
be closer or hold on closer to um, the to Sully. So have that attachment. So they they de-aged the character and made her a little bit younger. Um, and the funny thing is, if you don't know how animation is produced and it takes years for these movies to be made. So it's not like a, a normal act, uh, live action movie where it may take like a few months or at most a year. These take what, two, two three years to produce sometimes up to like 10 years like it's insane the amount of work that goes into an animated movie yeah so throughout the process of making this uh she got a little bit a little bit older and developing some her speech um in the beginning it was just her making words she could say the word kitty (laughs) so that's (laughs) how that ended up and so they kind of just would follow her around with microphone and just ask her to do different things um it's just really super cute Uh, I think she was she went in and asked me anything on reddit the actual daughter Mary Gibbs yeah I keep on wanting to call her Marla Gibbs I got real excited at first when I saw the cast list and I was like Marla Gibbs she's a legend and then I was like oh wait no that can't be right (laughs) <laughs> that's not right and I realized it was Mary and Boo's real name is Mary in homage to the little girl who played her uh she signs her name across some of the drawings in the movie and then lastly the the song she sings on the potty was made up by the little girl who voiced her I think she was so she made it up because they didn't want any copyright situations but I think she was trying to sing the Beauty and the Beast song. <laughs> this is what we got. <laughs> so they. I just, like this better. Yeah, it's super cute. I love it. So, uh, Boo scares Sully, and he kind of stumbles backwards into her room, touches a whole bunch of shit, gets tangled up, and runs out. He's running out. He's trying to pull all the shit off of him, like trying to figure out what was what's going on, and like. He also notices that Randall is like pushing canisters towards the door. Like Randall's essentially cheating to get the highest scare score. Mm. So it seems at this point. Yeah, he would. Randall would. Right. That guy. And so Sully kind of just like shoves everything in a locker. Uh, He's like, okay, I've gotten rid of everything. Turns around and Boo's like literally... (laughs) little spider monkey on his back how did he not feel that his his fur was dense he's a big guy he's not gonna notice a tiny little kid on his back i i don't know (laughs) i'm pulling the danielle here i'm just answering questions on the fly (laughs) that's how it is that's what you gotta do and the the film was the first to introduce the on-screen representation of fur And in order to animate each individual strand of hair on Sully, Pixar developed a new software program called the FITS. And the process took approximately 12 hours to fill a single frame. And Sully had more than 2.3 million strands of hair. And one of the first things I noticed about the movie, like going all the way back to the Sully's wake up, like when we go out of the Monsters Inc., we go to we meet Sully and Mike. Is that the first shot where he's like sleeping and snoring, and you could like see his breath, like moving his hair? I was like, 
oh shit animation in this movie just went up a notch like yeah. in 2001 like i was like oh we're we're doing things with animation now like look at that look at that yeah it's it 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 is a beautiful movie it really is visually i enjoyed that part <laughs> and now we are um at mike and uh schmoopy poo's date for her birthday at the sushi restaurant that restaurant what what is sushi what is sushi in the monster world like what are they eating and they call it sushi i imagine just blinky the fish from the simpsons (laughs) (laughs) they have a whole ocean full of blinkies and they're just like (laughs) i wonder are they I, I was like, are they vegetarians? But look, even in the back of your picture, Jackie, look at um, Mike's teeth. They do not look like a herbivore's teeth, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh. Because they, they yeah. used to eat children for energy. And there's like, I, I don't love know. that this is <laughs> ongoing. <laughs> Disney, Disney, send my check. <laughs> and there's a moment when like the sushi chef is like chopping stuff like when we go into the restaurant and i'm like well I'll, i don't know the monster world though like those could be plants but i don't, I don't know look at those they, look look at yeah. those they yeah. looked awfully aquatic to me in some fashion yeah. and this the one line that stuck out in this scene was the first time i laid eye on you <laughs> So I said to my sister, it's like, they're dating. Mike's mouth is huge in comparison to hers. That's like, there's, they can't even kiss. She's like, oh, they'll make a way. (laughs) But you got to think like, so to go down a real, like, I don't want to go down this road, but like my head went there for a second, but like, they all have to make a way. Like, how does any of that work in the monster (laughs) world? Like Like, who's dating Ted? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> who i but i don't i don't want to i don't know you maybe there's can, a monster that can fly so she's or he's <laughs> i don't know <laughs> there's someone out there for everybody i suppose but yeah agreed <sighs> yeah and now we see sully is outside the restaurant in a panic he has boo in a bag <laughs> <laughs> i'm not wrong danielle <laughs> And it was like, it's like a dog bag too. It was like a duffel bag, like a gym bag. (laughs) He just shoved a child in a gym bag and interrupted (laughs) Mike's date. Celia's pissed. Her hair is pissed because it starts rattling at him. He's like, I'm trying to have a mom night. And here you go. You can't even spend (laughs) one night without causing problems and then he comes in and tries to act nonchalant like look in the bag under the table and the bag is running away <laughs> and uh, shenanigans from shenanigans, there on 100%. 100%. Yeah, it is this movie from this point on the calmness the fun the beautiful stability <laughs> is over and it is Out just pure chaos to chaos. the end of this movie and i think that speaks to parenting you have two people <laughs> who are living their lives they're working their jobs they're at the top of this the the, the top at, at work everything is working out great for them life you bring is a child into that <laughs> fabulous 
And then there is this being that comes into their life and completely disrupts everything. You can't do anything the way that you were doing it before. And now you have to figure out how to all the needs of the child come first. And then it disrupts your relationship with your partner. Like the, the levels this movie has, the <laughs> levels. You are not wrong. You are, you are not wrong, Danielle. You're not wrong. But then also, like, I think as a parent, it's important to note that, like, the love that these two have for Boo at the end, like, yes. you know, after going through all of this turmoil and all this chaos, they, that relationship they have with Boo is unlike anything else they could ever have had with, you know, any other monster in the monster world. So you're not wrong, Danielle. You're spot on. Like, this is, this is a movie about being a parent. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Chaos. chaos. <laughs> now we we have gotten Boo back to Sully's house. Everyone has seen her. So like the hazmat team is out looking for her. There's a child loose. They're toxic. Sully's trying to hide her. Um, this is where you see a really clear picture like you see his recliner it has like a little hole in it for his tail like tail. Nick was saying it's very custom tailored to sully and the truest depiction of a child probably ever is when he picks her up and she full-on sneezes in his face <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell you i don't have children but as an educator the amount of times I am mid sentence and a child open mouth sneezes oh. in my face. <laughs> I was happy to wear a mask at school because <laughs> I was getting a lot less mucus on me during the day. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it is. It is true. It is true. Um, oh, if we could just back up one second, it's like in yes. the midst of the chaos and there's the news broadcast, which is another one of those like, they have news broadcasts that are exactly like human broadcasts. Like the monster world and the human world are so parallel. It's, just, it's funny to me. But anyways, um, the expert says now, like it is my professional opinion that now is the time to panic. Like that line. Um, I know you've, you've mentioned it on earlier episodes of the pod of like how there's like a random line in a movie that's like, oh, like we say that all the time. And apparently we got that from this movie. That's one that we use in my house all the time. Like my wife and I will say that like, oh, now is the time to panic and like it's like oh it's from, it's from monsters inc um yeah and also like in this in this chaos scene in the in the scene we're in right now i've never related to a character more than when mike <laughs> <laughs> when i don't i forgot what happened like booze just like toddling around and like knocks over some stack of something that mike has and mike's like oh those were alphabetized <laughs> and like i have never felt a character more like all this chaos like they're their jobs are gone. Their world is gone. Like they might die, but Mike's like, those were alphabetized. I'm like, Mike, I feel you. I feel you. on <laughs> Yeah. They bring Boo home and their whole life, their home life is completely thrown upside down. Um, all of their stuff is not their stuff anymore. All their space is not their space. There's no personal space in this time frame. Boo takes... <laughs> Take Sully's room, his bed. <laughs> He's like, she's like, nah, I'm good here, bro. Yeah. Um, and Sully, and Sully's like, okay, all right, sleep in my bed. And, and my it, go ahead. prior, bef uh, prior to that, 
Mike has a teddy bear. No shame. I, I have my teddy bear. <laughs> Polly? Um, Polly. Yeah, he's right over there. Um, oh, I miss Polly. I haven't seen Polly in years. <laughs> so <laughs> Mike has his teddy bear is named Little Mikey. I have a Little Mikey that I got when I, ver- like, I guess I had been working at Blockbuster a while because this came out in 2001, but we sold Little Mikey's and I bought wow. one and I have him. So I'll have to take a picture of little Mikey and me, but I still have them to this day. That was the difference between Blockbuster and Hollywood video. Apparently we didn't have, we didn't have merchandise for anything. We just had the movies. Those were just the partnerships. That's all it was. Yeah. So like Daniel said, um, well, so boo finds little Mikey. She's happy. She has her little snuggly teddy bear with four feet and one eye and Mike's like that bitch is mine give him to me <laughs> takes him and Boo starts hysterically crying and then that's when oh and like the power starts like flickering and stuff because it's a like a power surge because she's crying and then Sully's like you better give this bitch your your bear because <laughs> we're not doing this tonight and so Mike very begrudgingly gives her little Mikey and she's super happy and like just la 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 la. She, she, I think she's the bear. And she, it's. I think he tries to give the bear back to her, but it's not working. It's. It's. Um. Mike has to like hurt him to or make her laugh before she calms down. I forgot what it is, but somehow Mike goes tumbling across the room and like ends yeah. up in a trash can and like everything falls into his mouth and like I forgot why he went running across the room though. Um. I don't know if he had taken the bear and like moved it and then he had to run to go try to get yeah. it back or something. I don't know, but yeah. the, him giving back the bear did not work and he ends up falling and accidentally makes her laugh. And so we learn pretty early on that Mike and his anxiety antics. And if you have anxiety, this is the character for you. This is, <laughs> this is the character of anxiety right there um which i absolutely love and i think it's pretty cool so we know that billy crystal is the voice behind mike and the way that he got this role he was originally offered the role in another pixar movie uh to be the voice i believe he was offered the role of woody buzz or Buzz, yes, Buzz Lightyear, thank you, of of Toy Story. And he declined and later regretted that after he saw the film. And he would, you know, the the people behind Pixar were like, look, we promise you another role in another movie um, that's going to fit your personality more. And he's like, whatever, whatever you got, it's your movie. You, whatever you want me to be in, I will be in that movie. And um, then they like this role and Billy Crystal, it, it makes synergy. Perfect. sense. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, now we see Boo is happy. She has little Mikey. They're tossing her their version of Cheerios like, just to make her happy. And like, she's just catching them and eating her little Cheerios. Snacks. And she's drawing, which is super yeah. cute. I love that he has, to, he uses the 
the fake Cheerios on the floor to try to get her to go where he wants her to go. I was dying. And to sleep on a newspaper. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he's treating her like a dog, like a pet. Yeah. And and like you can you can tell they're still not sure. Like, are children toxic? Do we touch them? Because at one point, Mike says that thing is a killing machine, machine. and she's just like coming to herself, like drawing, catching Cheerios. It felt so real, and they really made a great choice of using a real child's voice instead of even a child actor. Mm -hmm. Like the sounds that she makes are is so authentic that it doesn't take you out of the movie it really yeah. makes you feel like this is happening so now we're snuggled in sully's bed in the middle and he's just like ah, okay good night and she's like no you can't go the door scares me and she's pointing at the closet oh, door she's so scared damn randall. and <laughs> and she holds up a drawing and you can see that it's randall is her monster that comes and scares her at night and so sully's like oh it's randall and like kind of pieces all together so he stays in the room with her so she won't be scared so she can go see bees yes no monsters in here just cracks me up like he goes (laughs) into the closet like see look no monsters in here i like when he's like oh wait but i mean me but there wasn't any before (laughs) i'm off Um, and then more chaos ensues because it's the next day and they have to figure out Mike and Sully Sully have to figure out what the fuck are they going to do they need to get Boo back into this damn door Mike is trying to assess because he left Sully alone for like not even an hour and now he's got to clean up this mess um he's like well tell me about the door he doesn't know anything Mike the Mike is like, you don't know anything, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And so they dress up Boo as her, like a little monster so that nobody is suspicious and they have to go back into um, Monsters, Inc. But things are awry because there are, what is it? It's called the CDA. CDA, yeah. Yeah, the CDA is everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone is on alert and (laughs) Mike is shitting bricks he is scared he and is then afraid mi- the mr Waternoose cash walks in is like sully i need you to do some trainings today and sully's like fuck i got bigger things going on <laughs> but okay but i think sully a hundred percent takes the pressure of all of this 10 times better than mike mike yeah. is mike needs some ambient to go to sleep <laughs> yes not even sully, a, a zola so, sully is the one that comes up with it's bring an obscure relative to work day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. they've made up this random story <laughs> that boo in this costume is sully's sister's daughter instead of As just in saying my niece daughter. instead of saying my niece <laughs> yeah um <laughs> And then we see them, they're in the locker room, I believe. And they're like, oh, she's doing a little dance of joy. And really, she needs to tinkle. And so the, apparently monsters use toilets just like the rest of us. And Sully dropped the line like, oh, we can't, we can't be in here. This is the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so the, the monster world has a gender binary too. Okay. All right. <laughs> Apparently that matters. That matters to Sully and Boo. <laughs> so Boo is just taking her sweet time tingling and singing her little song. And Sully's just kind of like, here we are. <laughs> how did my life take such a hard turn? <laughs> how, did, how did we get here? And I, I also feel like a good parallel again for parents. Like there, I'm sure there are moments you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Sully goes to check on Boo because she, she's not singing or tingling anymore. And she's gone and she's playing hide and seek. So then he starts building a relationship with her, her building rapport, playing hide and seek. She's having fun. Um, and then Mike rolls up on them. He's like, where's the kid? He's like, oh, we're playing hide and seek. What? <laughs> what are you doing right now? Do you not realize what kind of crisis we're in? What the fuck? And now they don't know where the kid is? Mike. And it's, so also up, a- it's totally yeah. just so chill. Like she walks up and then Sully's just like, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's right here. She was here the whole time. It's fine. <laughs> These two are quite the couple. They are. <laughs> Co-parenting is hard, man. Yes. 100%. <laughs> and Micah also has to go butter up bras because not only does the door <laughs> have to come down, you have to have like a key card and swipe it to get the door to open. And so he's trying to get the door key card file from Roz. She's like, did you file your fucking paperwork, Rosowski? And he's like, no, ma'am. And she's like, well, then I can't help you. Um, does he, how does he get the file? Does he trick her? He doesn't. No, he no. just. Oh, not, he doesn't? He just yeah. like. He, okay. he grabs a, he just grabs a random key card and like gets ah. a random door. And so yeah he never does get the file oh that's right because he's like here here's her door just shove her in there here you go <laughs> <laughs> um and randall does think it's his fault that the child got out at this point and so he's looking for her and worried that like he's going to be found out and then this is where mike gets the incorrect door and then the put that thing back where it came where it from, came from or so help me so help me so help me which is also oh, i just i just love i love when Sully comes in with the oompas like like <laughs> mike just like they're such a good team like mike just starts singing and Sully's like Yes. I think I think Jackie and I could definitely pull that off. As you can see, <laughs> I could come up with a story on the fly. And Jackie yes. is very good at supporting my life. <laughs> and John Goodman and Billy Crystal did record their lines together, which is a rarity in animation. But I feel like we got those really natural, funny moments where they were able to feed off one another because they were together. Yeah, Billy Crystal said that he was filming his while he was doing his voice uh, scenes by himself and he just didn't like his takes at all. And so they got together in the same room to see if it would help. And it definitely did. So they didn't do all of their scenes together, but they definitely did a good majority of them, which like Jackie said, ace. Yeah. And it's at this point where I realized (laughs) 
are her parents worried somewhere because boo is not in her bed so i believe that the time is different in monster world than it is in people world because i don't think like when they bring her back it's been a while it's been like a night and a day like more than 24 hours i feel and there's nothing like i would imagine the parents being in the room or the lights being on or something but it's the same scene when they come back time travel (laughs) just okay I'm trying to see if there's evidence of that in like Monsters University or like other things. I'm like, maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe like the human world just goes slower than the monster monster world. world. Hmm. Interesting. But also another weird thing, the monster world knows all about time zones in the human world. Like they've got, like they know exactly how time works in the human world. So they've got it figured out, like whatever, whatever that difference is, the monsters know exactly yeah. how that works i feel like the monsters are more evolved than humans are <laughs> maybe the monsters are the evolved versions of humans mm, perhaps maybe that's the thing is like time has sped up that now they're just in the future and yeah. that's like whoa <laughs> and we've evolved to this to to monster situation There's- because we have been eating chemicals and toxins in our environment. And Blinky the fish wow. in our yes. sushi. Yep. Yes. Wow. I like it. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boo wanders off. Mike is still worried about the record for some reason. He's got his eye on the prize. <laughs> I should have left this podcast a long time ago. Oh my God. That's why she keeps wow. me around. I laugh at her. Wow. <laughs> but yes, Mike is, Mike is still convinced that Randall is cheating. Yes. Which he is like, no doubt. Yes. And Celia comes in she's in a cone due to the chaos of the night before she is pissed yeah yeah at Mike 100% 100% Mike literally runs away from Celia and runs smack into Randall Randall oh oh, that's right because Celia says like sushi sushi things about sushi and then Randall realizes oh Mike was at the restaurant last night yeah, I'm gonna yep. talk to Mike. And so Randall is like asking where Boo is because he's gonna help, and he's just being shady bitch. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is one of my one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is right here when like Randall is interrogating Mike, and he's like, you know, <laughs> what what happens at twelve o'clock? And Mike's like, I get a timeout. <laughs> Everybody goes to lunch. And what happens to this? And then the scare floor will be. And then Mike is like painted. And I just like, I don't know why, but it just like cracks <laughs> me up every time. Every time Mike's like, the scare floor will be painted. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> the genius of Billy Crystal. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's at this point, I kind of, this part's a little hazy. I guess I, I tuned out 
somehow Sully is in like the like the trash room, the trash compactor I, room. I got you, oh. Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. So it's just another thing. So um, Sully was chasing Boo around. How, wait, how did Sully get away from Boo though? Um, I think she got away damn, somehow. I think it's that hide and seek shit or something. Or oh, oh Boo oh. Boo joins the little the little kids. Yes. Yeah. Because it yeah. happens to be really bring your kids away. Right. Or, or they something. got or, they, they got some one of the perks that they had was a daycare. Like that's one yeah. of the perks of reason to bring people in. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, like Sully's chasing Boo around. Um and he gets distracted. Like somebody asks him for an autograph and he gets distracted and he like takes a but then like she uh, she like ends up falling in a trash can, but then like she climbs out of the trash can, but a piece of her costume is still in the trash can. So Sully thinks that Boo gets tossed into the trash compactor when really she's just wandering around Monsters, Inc. And that scene is supposed to be an, uh, an um, um, homage to some other old thing. Yes, Feed, like, feed the Kitty, a Looney Tunes cartoon, Feed yes. the Kitty. Oh. I was so sad. I was like, she's okay. She's okay. And, the, and, so- and the reason why he thinks that little cube is her is because her little costume with her little eyeball is sticking out of it. <laughs> and so now he's just carrying this cube around, devastated that Boo it's is. It's a cube of garbage. And here comes Mike <laughs> and his anxiety, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Where is she? And they they find her with the group of the other kids and yeah. <laughs> just and, chaos. And then around this time, poor George goes into his locker. <laughs> all of blue shit falls on him. And they have to have another twenty three nineteen. Oh, George, you should have stayed home. Oh, my goodness. And oh, and then all the other children are saying Mike Wazowski, because that's the other thing Boo says. She's she calls Sully Kitty and she calls Mike Mike Wazowski. How is it that she could say that whole thing? <laughs> I think that I was joke. struck. Even I was struggling today <laughs> to see that. Oh, and then one of the actual baby monsters bites Mike and Boo thinks it's the funniest shit she's ever seen. (laughs) And so it's another power surge. And then they finally go, they see her. Is it her door? Yeah. This is when Randall, Randall's got the plan. It's like, okay, look, I'll get the door to the station. You get Boo to the door, go. And then, so they, they run into the scare floor and Mike is just like, there's the door, just like Randall said. And Sully's like, way, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you brought Randall into this? <laughs> not, we're not, we're not Abort. doing this. I do not trust that. Rand- no, anything that Randall wants us to do, you have to think that there's some <laughs> hidden agenda behind it. And then this is the moment, this is the trigger where it goes from Mike probably being the more responsible one in the relationship to... Sully is a hundred percent daddy bear. Yeah. I will, I will kill you. Even you, even you, uh, Mike, if you try to take this child from me at this point. Yeah. Um, and he takes that role pretty seriously throughout the course of the rest of the movie. 
Yes. So Mike trying to prove to Sully that it's fine goes into the door and Avi Randall's in there. He like captures him. And so now Mike is trapped by Randall. Sully and Randall thinks he has boo because it's in the dark and he can't see. And so now Sully is uh, chasing after Randall and then they kind of well, they have, he has them in this, this thing that looks like the canisters, can, canisters that they would mm-hmm. have for the scares, but it's really like some sort of trunk. Um, and so now he's like looking through all the other canisters to find that one. Um, but Randall, unbeknownst to Sully, has escaped into the secret lair area mm-hmm. and boo accidentally actually opens it up um so they're able to go in there and this is where they witness that there's this machine that mike is all strapped up to and randall's second in command his uh i don't know what that guy's name is do you know Fung- fungus 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 is um helping to you know monitor this particular machine um and they've got mike strapped to it and then boo it starts to get out of get into harm's way and so sully is now exposed and then there becomes a fight between him and um randall and mike is trying to get out of the machine did i miss something Oh, the fight with Randall comes much later. Oh, does it? Uh, I started yeah. pushing everything together, but we gotta <laughs> we gotta speed things up here. So yeah, um, Sully, Mike is trying to get out of the chair. We find out that the machine is like some sort of succubus of your life energy. <laughs> um, Mike is able to get out of the chair and replaces it himself with fungus. Fungus gets all sucked out. Randall is chasing um, Sully um yes the fight is much much later so yeah um, but this is where they decide to go to water news they're like yes like water news is going to fix all this let's just go tell water news yes Mm -hmm. so they bring boo and everybody to uh, they bring boo and sully and mike go talk to water news they wait till the recruits are gone they tell them what's going on water news pretends like oh my god uh, can't believe this is happening that randall has this machine and then ha 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 jokes on every on the two of them and they find out water noose is behind all of this corruption mm-hmm. um, and he is trying to hurt boo he now has boo in his hands boo thinks it's safe um and he wants to put this poor child in this machine and now he is also going to send mike and sully into one of these doors where they're in the best. They're kicked out. They're no longer part of Monster Sync. And oof, no good. Oof. Not it gets good dark at all. for a second. It does. <laughs> real dark. I felt really sad about Boo. I felt like this was predators have this child. And <laughs> I was very upset. Yeah. Yeah. That's and is it is it at this point where like water news reveals his master plan and then it's revealed that they're actually in the simulation, which is recorded. No, it's like, at the does very that come end later. Okay. Yeah. But he does, he does um, let it be known that Randall is a part of his corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think this, the, this part of the movie actually tells us and shows us that the time that happens in people and the, 
human world is very different in monsters in mm-hmm. the monster world because the amount of time um, they get sent where the bom- abominable snowman is they are yes. in like nowheresville <laughs> welcome to uh, the himalayas <laughs> voiced by john ratzenberger uh, legend <laughs> of course takes our lore and um he does lament that he wishes that he was called the adorable snowman <laughs> So he's like ready to greet these two guys and welcome it's like them friends. In. Hey. It's so lonely. Welcome. And Mike and Sully have it out. All their issues with regarding Boo and also other things in their friendship. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that Sully is putting Boo ahead of Mike and his needs is really upsetting. And Sully's like, I'm out this bitch. He makes his own little like, sled. Sled. Mike is freezing. He has like oven mitts on his, on his horns, <laughs> his hands and his feet. And he's still like teeth chattering. Yeah. And yeah, Sully bad. is I, because the abomination, uh, Sully's like, where's the closest door? Like, I have to get back. They have boo. And so the abominable snowman is like, oh, there's a village at um, down in the valley or whatever and so sully's like okay we'll have to get there quick starts assembling a sled and he's like mike are you coming and mike's like you're on your own buddy like i'm i'm out and so sully's like fine okay and i think mike was trying to call sully's bluff Mm because in in mike's heart of hearts he's like no we're we're like we're buddies. He's not going to abandon me. He's not going to leave me behind. And so he's like, I have to go rescue her. Like she can't help herself. I'm out and start sledding down. He hits a rock. So his sled kind of disintegrates, but he's close enough where he can hear the screaming happen. So it is, it is the scaring hour. Yeah. In the village. It's convenient. Yeah. But He's able to hop into one of the doors and gets back to Monsters, Inc. Um, and that's where he is met by Randall and yes. they have a fight. Um, but, but first Rand- we get we get George's third 2319. <laughs> <Poor guy. laughs> oh, George. Oh, and George. At, at this point, he's like, you better not. <laughs> don't, you, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Um, at this point Randall has made himself invisible and so he is fighting Sully and Mike appears uh apparently how did he he get there he rolled he's a circle yeah he probably got he probably went into the door so again talking about time I feel like they were gone for a bit in I mean the human world and by the time they come Sorry, the abominable snowman offered them snow cones. <laughs> he was getting comfy. He had new friends. It was definitely a time difference. Like they spent a little bit of time in the home. Yeah, probably but, hours. Yeah, yeah. But by the time they get back to Monster World, not much has ch- been done. They haven't even put Boo in the machine or, or anything. So they um, they definitely have a time difference. And so then Randall and Sully start to fight it, duke it out. Um, and then Mike comes out of nowhere. 
And he is still like in his own zone, telling him about like their issues. He's still wanting to argue and talk about that. And because he cannot see Randall and he is not paying attention to the suffering in which Sully is like, I fucking can't breathe. A bitch is choking me. <laughs> and and even, there's still no awareness, but Mike accidentally like hits Randall. And that's what is able to let Sully see him and he's able to get him off and they're able to like fight him or whatever Mm -hmm. um and at this point they've gotten boo out of the machine i believe Mm -hmm. yes and they also have her door card yes key card so then (laughs) it's just even more chaos (laughs) because randall's on their ass um water noose is 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 also aware of what's going on and so they're they're on the doors are like a conveyor belt if you've never seen Mm -hmm. the movie and so they're jumping from door to door trying to get to boo's door um nothing is working out well (laughs) nothing is i have a question why have they not made this a ride yet that's what i was saying i'm like the only reason why they made this scene so complicated and so convoluted was to make a roller coaster out of it a hundred percent nobody's gonna design a factory like that like what purpose does that serve <laughs> except None. to build a roller coaster in disneyland that's the only yeah. reason we've been that's- waiting 20 years disney where's our monsters inc do- flying door roller coaster and honestly, like, I don't know, like at Disneyland in Anaheim, they have like one of those roller coasters that's just like, all it is just like sharp turns and sharp dips. And it's like, it's very small and compact. And it, it was called like Mulholland Madness, but they've rebranded it to something else. I forgot what it is now. But I'm like, that just rebrand it to Monsters, Inc. Like make yeah. it the Monsters, Inc. roller coasters. No, I'm like, what are you doing? What Disney, are you doing? Disney, send us our check again. <laughs> it's like, we're doing the work for you. Please. <laughs> come on um, I mean, anyway, they just yeah, have why, plenty why are there of work. millions of doors why, why is this happening yeah and, and it, it was very reminiscent of like inside out how the memories worked it gave me that feel how it was like all organized and stuff it just the memories used like bank teller shoots whereas the doors were on this weird dry cleaning conveyor belt yes it did give me dry cleaner vibes yes Made yes. me remember I had to go pick up mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're hopping in and out of doors, yes. trying to get away from Randall. At one point, Randall has possession of Boo, so they're trying to get close to him. And Sully's like, oh, the power is killed at one point. And so Sully's like, Mike, you have to make her laugh. And so Sully's like slaps himself with his own eyelid you know, Boo starts laughing. Danielle These starts the... laughing <laughs> this is another line that we use all the time when uh because like eventually like mike can't make her laugh and he's like these are the jokes kid <laughs> i love that line <laughs> and then Bo get, uh, boo actually gets angry and starts jumping on randall and like um pulling his antennas hitting him in the head oh i guess we're they're in a bedroom at this point right yeah because she hits him in the head with a bat i'm like good on you boo yeah and i think demons 
I think this might be another element of like, because Pixar also, as like, they like to give little nods to like, you know, old Disney. They like to give little nods to their staff that are working. I think they also give a lot of nods to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, like, I remember in Finding Dory, like when they're going around the circles, like every street that they're going, it's like an exit on Highway 880 um, in oh, Emeryville. Neat. Yeah, like I, I remember that. But like, I think one of the colors, like she's banging him over the head. I'm pretty sure one of those colors is Oakland A's colors. Oh, um, I have like to just kind of a little, little wink nod to the Bay Area. Love it. <laughs> uh, so because Randall is overwhelmed with all the shit that Boo is doing to him and distracted, Sully is able to capture him. And so now Randall is contained. He throws him in a random door. And then you see like this exterior shot of a trailer seemingly in like Louisiana in the bayous. And they're like, mama, it's a gator. Another gator. Randall dead. Randall dead. And so, and then they throw... So just really quick, I was watching this with my kids yesterday to get ready for this. And like, there's that part where mama's beating Randall with the shovel. And my seven-year-old is like, are they going to eat Randall? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, probably. I don't know. <laughs> 100% that was good. 100%. That's good. I mean, you don't pass up good roadkill in some areas. <laughs> no, that's a gator. You eat, right? I, you eat alligator. I've eaten alligators. Delicious. Shout, shout out to my country folk. You know who you are. <laughs> and also, this is the part where we get the nod, the... Um, pizza planet truck like whoever yes. probably the younger the younger kid is a pizza planet delivery driver because the truck is parked outside the trailer and once randall's in the trailer they throw that door over the cliff and see me randall smashed bye randall enjoy your dinner <laughs> <laughs> um and then they are at a dead end because the CDA comes and stops them pretty much from being able to get finally get them to Boo's door. Um, and so they somehow without, now they're both on the same page again, Mike and Sully are Mike and Sully mm-hmm. again, after all the craziness and they had their fight. Um, so now they're able to um, be able to kind of speak without speaking and trick some people yes so they run into uh another door mr waternoose is kind of after them now and is like the the child has seen too much and so (laughs) (laughs) is that great thank you yes (laughs) yeah they were slick they were were slick like Mike Mike ran one way with Boo's costume and like the whole CDA mm-hmm. went with went with him and then Sully grabbed the door and went another way with the door and Boo and he's like I'm going to go to the simulation place drop Boo's door in we're going to get Boo home but Water News chases Sully. Yes. And so Water News now reveals his evil plot on how uh numbers are down and uh, we had to make a change so we're just going to suck the screams out of these children and it is revealed that number one Sully does not have boo 
just a costume. And number two, they are in the simulator. So everything has been recorded, but is it also at this point where Mike like, or Sully growls really loud? No, that, that was, later? that was earlier. Okay. The first, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and so yeah, this time, this time yeah. Boo is in on it. Like Mike, Mike runs That's away right. with the, Mike runs away with the costume and he's CDA is chasing him, but he runs into the control room so he could like record everything. Sully runs with Boo into the simulation room and Water News reveals a secret plot and is just like, get out of my way. Like we're doing this. Nothing's going to stop me. Just move it. Uh, and then he finds out Boo's not in the bed. It's the mechanical kid in the bed. Uh, yeah. And then that's when the curtain goes up and... <gasps> gotcha you gotcha and and then the biggest surprise of even that is jackie's jackie's bras she has been a secret agent this whole time to take down this huge conspiracy uh, and corruption um that two and a half years (laughs) she's been on the case and mike and sully cracked the cake (laughs) wide open in one Mm -hmm. one night one day and so she does she is sympathetic to the fact that or sully has this bond with boo but she's like we have to send her back and we have to shred her door so i can give you five minutes to say goodbye and Sully's just like i can't but he asked to and so he says goodbye this is where we see a shit ton of pixar stuff in her room yeah it we got was the, the ball mm-hmm. and then we had a jesse doll which was the previous movie, right? Uh, yes. Toy Story 2 came before Monsters, Inc. So we had a Jesse doll. Then we had the foreshadowing because we had Nemo, which was the yes. next Pixar movie to come out. Um, yeah, clever Pixar. I love it when they do that. Which is funny because Mike Wazowski has cameos in Finding Nemo, Cars, Wally, and Toy Story 3. Wow. Love it. Man's love it. around. so mike or sully takes her in tucks her in he's like kitty has to go um says his goodbye he's really sad he he leaves the door she hops out of bed she's no longer scared of her closet door she opens the door to like be like where's kitty and it's just a closet so like they (laughs) close the portal they shred the door and Sully takes like a little sliver of the door as a memento of boom. And he's very sad. And Mike tries to cheer him up by saying, at least we had some laughs, laughs. right? (laughs) Just the most insensitive, ridiculous. Uh, Get out of my face. And you know, light bulb. But anyways. Uh, and then we see it's in the future. Mike's doing stand up. He's like, "Look at me, I'm a funny guy." Because I have ahead, I have questions. Yes, I have questions because <sighs> I like that they finally added a. You know, I like that they put a, some diversity in the children because it's a black child that uh, Mike is trying his jokes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that laugh at the end, not authentic. <laughs> it was a pity laugh. Yeah, that's first of all, that kid look a little grown 
So I know he had questions about what is this <laughs> green ball one-eyed thing with a stool. <laughs> Did Mike bring a stool every door he went I, into? I don't know, but it was super weird and it wasn't <laughs> funny. And uh these are the jokes, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very confused. And like, are the kids saying, yeah, this green thing came? Huh. I just want to know, like, the monster scaring you at night is so ingrained into the fabric of our lives as humans. How, how did they transition? How did they transition to the laughter? How do you explain, I'm a monster, but I'm a give you these jokes um we're gonna kiki it up tonight like how, how are you doing well that? maybe because they replaced the big scary monsters the scarers mm-hmm. with the the sidekicks who are a little less assuming they weren't also, like big scary monsters and that's also probably why the slapstick works like yeah you can't like the the you can't just have a monster come in and tell you jokes you can be like what the, fu- <laughs> what the fuck is happening but you're not you're not doing what the fuck is happening with a green bald no i think you are i think you are but once once the slapstick comes it's like oh this thing is ridiculous oh yeah ridiculous it does like it could be any like you know the the dude at the beginning like with his ass full of jacks like that's that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you are. that's funny like that's funny um and you can get over the fact that like wait there's a monster in my room but like oh he just fell down and he has an ass full of jacks like oh he just swallowed this microphone that's ridiculous yeah. like it's funny so that's why he has one eye it's hilarious <laughs> It's called want, comedy, Danielle. I don't These want are the them, jokes, Danielle. I don't want them to come to my room. Don't make me. I don't want laughs. I don't want scares. Because you're going to try to come in and make me laugh, and I'm going to be scared as hell. Because I'm a scaredy cat. I'm going to write that one down, too. Don't sneak up on Danielle. <laughs> don't surprise her with comedy. Like, and you, know, <laughs> you know what, Nick? These are the rules. <laughs> So they do um, figure out, obviously, that laughter is 10 times more powerful than screaming. And so after Mr. Waternoose had been exposed and incarcerated, because you know he's in jail, uh, Sully is kind of the new head of Monsters, Inc., and they have pivoted their business plan to making kids laugh at night instead of screaming and scared. And so um, they are on the cover of Business <laughs> Streak magazine. Celia brings it in all proud. Once again, Mike is super stoked. <laughs> the barcode is over his eyeball this time. <laughs> but he's on the cover of a magazine and that's all that counts to him. And then you see everyone's happy. Projections are up. And then Sully has his little clipboard and he flips up like the paper he's working on. And it's a drawing of him that Boo did and that little sliver of door. And Mike says, I have a surprise for you. Pulls him over and Mike has reconstructed the door out of all the, of the shredded pieces. He's like, but it won't work unless we have all the pieces. So Sully takes his little little splinter and puts it in the door and he's able to go in um and see boo and like the last thing you hear is kitty and uh, and my heart explodes <laughs> disney 
Yeah, it's me again. Um, <laughs> I got some problems. Yeah, I waited a 20 years to watch this fucking movie. Where is my goddamn sequel? You gave a you gave me a prequel to go watch. I'm gonna watch it later, but I want the sequel. I want to see a reunion between Boo and Sully. What's happening? She's in Brave, Danielle. Don't play. Uh, (laughs) That ain't it. That ain't it, Jackie. That's not a reunion. (laughs) Like, I remember, like, I don't know, somewhere on the internet, there was, like, a pitch for a a sequel where it's, like, Boo is, like, a teenager and has, like, forgotten about Sully. Like, I've grown up and grown to, like, you know into a teenage girl um but then like slowly comes back and the reunion is then and kind of like it's this sparking of and i'm like i want that movie give me that movie my but even like now boo's an adult and now sully is like making her kids laugh or that's something that's my pitch a hundred percent that's what i told serena i was like maybe it's not when you hear kitty maybe it's not boo at all maybe it's actually her daughter because she drew pictures of kitty and she showed her kids and this is who i used to love kitty and now the kids call they knew exactly when they saw him come through that's kitty because time moves faster in the human world it's only been like it's been one year in the monster world it's probably been like 20 years in the human world exactly 100 percent. make it happen disney where are you (laughs) run me my check (laughs) <laughs> and Jackie's check. And that I mean, is... I want this a guest on this show. So <laughs> you you can get like a, a fee. Some tickets. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll just take like in the credits, just be like, you know, and special thanks to. <laughs> but I'm not getting paid. I'm just getting a line on the credits. <laughs> and that is Monsters Inc. Nice. <sighs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> I just want to point out that Fungus, Randall's assistant, was voiced by Frank Oz because I love Frank Oz. And if you don't know who that is, he's legendary. You should know who that is. Um, he's voiced some of your favorite monsters like Cookie Monster, which we talked about in our <laughs> in our trailer. Um, Yoda. I mean, legendary. Look him up. And if you haven't seen the shorts, the um, put this thing back where it came from or so help me um, or Mike's new car, the the shorts that are attached to this one are, are fantastic. They actually took that random, we're, we're making a musical. They made a musical. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's quite good. And then I think lastly, they created uh, a special trailer to show specifically before Harry Potter and the Sor- Sorcerer's Stone. Which doesn't make sense, though, because Harry Potter came out November 18th, 2001, and Monsters, Inc. came out November 4th, 2001. I don't know. Um, And then news leaked in the early fall of 2001 that this movie would feature the first teaser for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Hundreds of Star Wars fans paid admission for the movie just to see the teaser and reportedly some left after seeing it. Those are some ride or dies right there. Yep. Star All right, Wars fans are special. <laughs> All right. So Nick, we'll start with you. What is your present day rating of Monsters, Inc.? 
Oh, buy it would buy it again. I think I own it on Blu-ray. I mean, I I still love this movie, and like I said, like I watched it with my kids, and they love it, and we love Monsters University. We love the the new show Monsters at Work. Like we are, we are all about it. I still, I could still, I like all the reasons we said, like the the characters, the chemistry, the love for Boo. Like it's still, it still plays. It's still good, and it was just it's fun to watch it with my kids. I enjoyed it when I was seventeen. I enjoy it now that I'm thirty-seven and watching it with my children. Uh, it's I love it. I love it. <laughs> Jackie. I'm torn. Um, I do not own this movie and I uh, <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Nick. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, I I don't own it and I own most Disney movies in multiple formats. Um, most Disney movies that I love. And I don't know, it just, there are funny bits. I like the chemistry between Sully and Mike. I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't resonate. I think I'm going two day rental. I'm sorry. I question our friendship every goddamn episode. I really (laughs) do. I really do. And you know what? Even though I did not watch this movie, I am glad that we did it for the show so I could watch it. I love this movie. It's a would buy for me. I'm not going to buy it, but if that's <laughs> I, I pay my monthly subscription to Disney Plus. If you so... didn't have Disney Plus, then you would consider purchasing this movie. Perhaps. <laughs> but my rating is would buy it. I think this is a fun movie. Um, and now that I think about it in all the Pixar rankings, I I definitely would place it higher. It just feels very relatable to my adult life, um, (laughs) from a work situation. And I'm sure if I had kids, this would even hit home harder. Um, yeah, this was a sleeper. A hundred percent did not see this coming. Great movie. Great movie. Love it. Don't know what's wrong, Jackie. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> Jack is Jack is a hate tank with a black I, heart. Apparently, I, I mean, like, just if I'm going through my Disney collection as a whole, not just Pixar, but like, I want to watch an animated movie. I'm never gonna choose Monsters Inc. as that animated movie to watch. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Well. If you feel the same way as Jackie or you disagree, you can hit us up on our socials and let us know. Our social handles are at no more late fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. You can tweet us, you can direct message us, but if you want to leave a message and potentially be featured on an episode, you can... Do that, Jackie, to get the people the number. Sorry. You can <laughs> you can hit us at our quick drop 909-601-NMLF, 909-601-6653. You can leave feedback, suggest future movies, say what you liked, disliked, corrections, hate on me for my opinions on Pixar movies. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, block- a, I'm about to call. I don't have enough <laughs> gonna call and i'm gonna leave a message (laughs) telling jackie why she's wrong about this movie (laughs) 
I hope I just get random voicemails that are just like, and another thing. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, you could be featured on a future episode. Just call in. (laughs) And if you are international, you can always call and leave a message on our Anchor account as well. And we have a voicemail, don't we, this week? We do. Our friend Simone from the Roll Call podcast uh, dropped us a line to talk about some of our spooky season movies. So take it away, Simone. Hi, Danielle and Jackie. This is Simone from Roll Call Pod. I hope y'all are doing well. Um, So I just finished listening to your scary movie episode and your Halloween H2O episode, which were both a true delight. Um, I super appreciate Spooky Season. I know we were talking about that when we finished wrapping up and recording The Boy Next Door. Um, I wanted to provide maybe an unpopular opinion, but I don't know why y'all were dumping on Shorty so much in Scary Movie. I was so surprised. (laughs) He was a character. So I saw this movie when I was a kid, way too young to understand half the jokes and shit that they were making fun of and poking fun of. Like, majority of it went over my head. But I do remember loving Shorty and just thinking that he was just, my favorite comedic relief besides Brenda slash Regina Hall. Love her. So iconic. And I love her role even harder in the second one, which I don't know if y'all will, will do. But um, I also appreciated your commentary on Josh Hartnett's hair in Halloween because that was also a hot mess. Um but that's it. I just want to say how much I'm loving your your show, how much it brings me so much joy in my morning commute. And uh keep keep it up. Love you ladies. Bye. Just laughing at this voicemail from Simone. <laughs> we love our, our roll call friends. They're we amazing. Do. If you haven't checked out their podcast, definitely do that. If you would like to support the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review for us on Apple. We really appreciate it, and it helps us be able to be seen by other podcast lovers who will listen, potentially, hopefully. Fingers crossed. (laughs) And if you'd like to support us in another way, consider becoming one of our Patreon besties. Patreon.com slash no more late fees. You can get exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, and lives, as well as my fantastic Spotify playlist cultivated from my burned (laughs) CDs of high school and college. Well, so thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I had a blast. Yay! I'm so glad you stuck around, even though... My opinions do not match your own. And I was hey. talking shit. <laughs> Very early. That's all right. 
They never, they yes. never have, they never have lined up. You've been wrong all your life, Jackie. So it's <laughs> that's not, fine. It's fine. It's that's totally fine. fine. Oh, well, I never, we love you. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I never got to tell you the story about how I got arrested from Hollywood video, but. Oh that's... yes. You have to call in and tell your Hollywood. I think you and Liz together need to call in and tell the story. <laughs> like as a tag team. Well, also this yeah. will not be the last time you come on the yes. show. Oh, we have, we have you down for heartbreakers. Yeah, weird request, but love it. <laughs> that is one that is one that like, you know, 2000 Y2K Nick loved. And I haven't seen it once in like 15 years. So I have no idea if it's going to hold up at all. Like it might be, I might be an awful, awful film. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited for it. We'll go tag out Sarah. Yeah. And thank wonderful. You we love so, her so much for your support. Honestly, we really appreciate it. It's yeah. been very nice. Yeah. Oh, no, it's been a pleasure. Y'all are doing great. And I'm happy to be a part of it. So keep it up, y'all. It was a lot of fun. Stay tuned next week where we will be talking about the 2005 movie Man of the House. And as always, be kind and rewind.